And we welcome you to the Overtime Hockey Podcast with Paulie's Podcast. As once again, bombing into our production is Tom Klein. Is what are you? Uh, what are you rattling through there? What is that? I'm getting a clip. Oh, it sounded like something else. Isn't this an enthralling podcast? Yeah, well, no, he is getting a clip. All I wanted, to, it, yeah. So, so it's, it, it's, it's one of those things that you, you, uh, you know, you with papers. You know, it's like got the two silver That's things. Right. It's a clamp. I got a lot of papers, and I try to keep them organized. Okay, but I don't want to rain on the parade right now, and I don't want to take center stage. So okay, I'm I know I'm going to talk to to, <laughs> to Ken Polly here in a second, but I want your honest impression. Um, I walk through the room, and this group, Varsity to JV, seems like they feel awfully good. There's there's great chemistry here. There really is. It, you can notice it. Yep, and it's it it feels like it's coming together. Okay. But there's there's great chemistry, and it, it's it's in the program, and it's the varsity team and the JV team. You, it, you, you feel it on the bench, and you, it's in the it, locker. It's definitely sure. noticeable. Tiki likes the chemistry. Thank you, Walter White. I'll break a oh, Breaking Bad. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I respect the chemistry. Herman Trout. I respect the, the chemistry. I love it. That's so good. Good to see you, good man. To see you buddy. Of course, today's podcast is presented by the Fortis Academy. Check them out at thefortisacademy.com. And, uh, you know, what, 11 straight wins now for you, Coach Ken Pauly. I mean, that's becoming significant. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, – um, you got to get to this point where, like, you know, early on people don't want to talk about records. or And for good reason, but, but that's, that's going to happen. But now you're getting to a point where um, – you know, all the, the wins and losses mean something, either for a conference title or for uh, you know, you know, section, you know, section seeding, you know, positioning. So yeah, winning, uh, winning out is important. Uh, your team, though, overall, from a playing perspective, have been scoring goals a lot lately. I mean, we're talking seven, eight, five yesterday against a pretty good Academy of Holy Angels team. They're putting the puck in the net, and you're keeping it out. Yeah, we're doing a good job there. But you know, again, all the talk about. You know, all the talk about parity, yeah, there's always parity with the top 20, but kind of once you get in the conference play, now you're going to start to get some of those mismatches and some of those goals will come a little bit easier. With that said, um, you know, basically my very best teams put a lot of, you know, put a lot of pucks in the net when there is a mismatch. Uh, the teams that aren't very good Correct. win 5-1 or 4-1. Have so, to yeah. kind of scratch it out a exactly. little bit. Exactly. Uh, so overall from a play, I'm just going to use last night's game as an example. And uh, I sent you a text, and um, uh, John Conley, who's an announcer of ours, threw this up on Twitter, and he wanted me to second the notion. He said, if I were creating a high school all-star team, Class 2A, my number one defenseman on the list would be Brady Yakish. And he said, uh, at the wagon train 27, do I have a second? And I said, I second that. <laughs> and then I went a step further and said, you know, I, I, I honestly, and this hit me last night watching him play. I watched Carly play from ninth grade all the way up. Uh, we watched Letty play from ninth grade all the way up. And now we've watched this young man play from ninth grade all the way up. You can put him in the same category as those two players with skating, with vision, with puck handling skills, and with defending. I, I think the kid is in that category. Maybe I'm heaping praise. would love to get your opinion. Yeah, I, I think the praise is deserved. Um, I think he's uh, overshadowed by uh, Tristan Sarsland. Uh, Sars is going to be an NHL draft pick, and, and Sars gets the accolades that he deserves. But some, sometimes when you have that, um, you know, basically the other one's sitting there going, hey, what about me? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and, and I, I think... Uh, 
Uh, I still own Kurt Giles. I think he kind of reminds you of Kurt Giles in terms of defensively, in terms of uh, hitting. He plays bigger very than he is. Yeah, he's, a very, he's very strong on his feet. And, you know, I'd say he's a good athlete. He's a heck of a baseball player. He played football. He's a good athlete, and you can tell he knows how to handle his body. Um, the other thing is there's – I just – I haven't um, – he really can pass that puck on a dime. Some of the passes that he makes, he just threads them. He just threads them. So I, I think um, I think we should be talking a lot more about Brady. I believe he. Um, I don't know if it would happen or not, but he, I believe um, he should be a Mister Hockey candidate. I think we should have two. I think for sure. Yeah. You know, um, I think Marsh can make a case for that as well. Um, but I, but I, I to, to me, I think um, I think you know Marshall Yaks and Sars uh, should be Mister Hockey candidates. Uh, but but Yaki certainly should be. So you got three players that we say in one breath that sh- could be should be Mr. Hockey candidates. Uh, they have the ability to do that. How many teams can honestly say that? Well, the very best ones can, you know, and that's um, and 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 I think we're up there, you know, among the top, you know, three or four teams in the state right now. I think our plays dictate that. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, if we kind of continue to gel and. You know, and get the bounces. You know, we have the team that can, you know, that can win this thing, but still have to go get that done. You know, but all those pieces are there. So, uh, it, it, what you're saying, way, it's like, listen, you know, Eden Prairie won last year. I think they had two or three, set, you know, you know, Mr. Hockey finalists, and so um, the year we won it in 2012. Um, uh, the next year we had Lebowski and, and Bessie were both finalists. So, yeah, the the best teams can usually have a, a, a couple candidates there. You know, I, I'm an observer. Oh, by the way, we're going to be bringing uh, Adam Marshall and Mitchell Dockman yes, on, correct? Yes. Yeah, so they're going to be joining us. I'm looking forward to talking to those two, too, uh, in depth about their games. And they both have had different paths to this season. They and have, both are playing have. very well. So yep. I'm looking forward to comparing and contrasting. But one of the things that I observe as an observer and notice, I like to watch coaches on the bench and how they handle things and react to things. I'm going to rewind from the earlier part of the day. I was doing Andover girls against uh, War Road girls, yeah. number one, two-way, one-A. And I was watching the Andover coach and her staff, and it was a 1-1 game late in the game. There was no panic, and they were very comfortable. And it, it bled onto the team, and I was watching you guys last night. You know what I know? You have a good team. Was that what you were you, you know what I know? What did you observe? When I know you have a good team, you're more observing because they're doing what they need to do, and 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 you guys were just you, you do your usual. But but I mean when when you were absolutely the kids were playing, and uh, that told me, you know, because I check in every couple of weeks. Wow, this team's playing the way he wants them to. Yeah, they, they, uh, again, we want to be a team that moves the puck, and and so that's if if we're if we're passing making those uh, and making the plays we need to make, we're happy with that. That's our identity. Uh, but uh, uh, but we also there's two pieces we need to make that uh, we know in section playoffs against the Wyzettas and Edinas and those teams that, that they're not going to let us dance around you know but we have to put in the um, you know be a little less pretty a little more gritty and I think that's that's one thing I think that we have that piece where oh. we can get the puck behind into the pits and go to work there and then open open things up but um, but yeah so right now we're really sharing. Um, we're sharing the puck. I think that's important from a style of play. I think it's important offensively, and I also think it's important for the character of your team. 
Well, one of the things you think of about that that grit and and that grease that they can play with, you are going to need it against Weiss at any time. And I, you know, yes. I'm, you know, it, the the three of you are one, two, three, and then the rest will play itself out wherever yeah. that goes. But uh, so you have to see probably one or two of those teams yeah. to get to where uh, you know, I think a lot of people think your team should be playing, which is at the XL Energy Center this year. But one of the things uh, that helps. As I was watching the big fella on the blue line last night with the fishbowl face mask, and I'm talking about Gavin Reed, <laughs> uh, I got to tell you that he caught my eye more than once. Um, I'm seeing him get better and better, and he's got a really nice skill set to go with that size. Can you talk about his emergence as a player on your roster? Yeah, his confidence is growing, and I think that's what, uh, I think that's, and that's what we need to see with our sophomores that um, you know that those sophomores are playing a little more maturity, and, and and Gavin has a lot of confidence with the puck. He's going to have to, you know, again, there's other maturity pieces of that that will have to get better, and they will continue to get better. Um, but but yes, he's he's very confident, to, you know, you know, to rush that and to to take over, and we want our defensemen to do that. And um, and and I think he's continuing to get better. And I, you know, um, I get I, you know I get into his grill every once in a while some stuff, but that's. But that's good, right? The coach, the coach isn't in your grill. He's not coaching you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there are two coaches that I talk to a lot here in the Minnesota State High School League, yourself and Mike Randolph. And both of you have had calling cards of good power plays and, and really utilizing those. Um, your power play has always been incredibly effective. It looked great last night as far as getting things done from what you want to do, at least from what I could see. Um, can you talk about where that unit's going for you right now? Yeah, I mean, we still um, we'd like to be we'd like to cash in a few more last night. The puck movement on is terrific, but yeah. I, sometimes I think we're falling in love with too much passing. Uh, but also, listen, we were around it, we were getting opportunities, and that's that's the main that's the main thing. And um, you know, and, and the thing is, like, yeah, if they want to key in on Marshall, then you got Sarsland. They want to key in on Sarsland. You got Yakish. You got Stewart. There's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of tools there, but then and Mason Stanger has really been uh, that's a move that we made a couple months ago that really helped the power play. That Mason's a big, strong, physical, tough kid. You know, he's out front, willing to take kind of the abuse and and uh, kind of help uh, help create chaos down front. You know, so uh, yeah, we we like that. And, and again, if we're going to um, if we're going to win, we better that that better be. Uh, <laughs> That better be locked down, that's for sure. And your goaltending, uh, again, McNeely now with, uh, or I'm sorry, McElroy with a uh, shutout, another one for him. And uh, uh, Mason's just been absolutely terrific in goal. He has, you know, and he's, he's, he's so calm for a sophomore, you know, and, you know, you know, the kid's a winner and he's a good athlete. And I like the fact that he can, uh, that, that, that he can improvise. And, uh, you know, it's a section of good goaltenders. Uh, we ran into a really good one against Sands Park the other night. That kid, uh, Middleton. Oh, yeah. He's, he's terrific. He's terrific. Um, Wyzez got the real deal. Max, the real deal. So, um, but that's, you know, even last night, you know, we, we carried the play and threw 45 shots on goal. And, uh, and Bryce Hess did a good job for them and made some really nice saves that easily could have been. Uh, gotten out of control. It didn't. Uh, I think primarily because of him. He was and, big. Yeah, and that's the, you know again that's the uh, that's the thing we love and hate about this game. You know it's uh, um, you know we, we we love it. And also it's, it's frustrating when you think you kind of have the team that can do it that you know there's so much puck luck and other things that are involved yeah. here. But you know we're just going to have to take control of our own destiny. And when you have a goalie. Um, like Mason, uh, that, that that allows everyone to play a lot more confidence. And you know, finally, you've got now a little bit of a mark, I think, on your your chests, you know, or on your back. Is you know, people have taken notice that you're a team to beat, and 
it seems to me as though these kids have taken that uh, from the start of the season on uh, in stride and are really accepting that challenge. Yeah, they're doing. Uh, I think they're doing well with that, and they just have to understand you're never going to get someone's uh, second best effort. But now we're in we're in conference play, and on one piece of that, people will go, "Well, conference isn't that strong." Well, the other piece of that is the conference teams aren't intimidated by you. No, now, we played Chaska. They're not intimidated. Chaska Chan is not going to be intimidated. So these will be tough, gritty type games, uh, uh, which which will be good for us going down you know going down the stretch. And we have a tough Mod Mi team tomorrow. And, uh, and I'll be on the call. All right, and and uh, and again, those kids aren't intimidated either, and so so that'd be good. But I know we're going to bring in Mitchell. Let's bring and him Adam. In. And I would just do we say, get him one at a time or both? Yeah, How do you want to do it, buddy? But again, uh, you know, Adam has, has, has over 100 career points. Got his 50th goal the other day. Wow, career goal. Uh, Mitchell Dockman, like you said, they had two different paths. You know, Mitchell was varsity last year as a junior, uh, played a regular shift, um, and we knew. I, I mean, I knew he'd be a top nine guy. I didn't know where he would fit in. And um, I kind of told him I was going to give him that opportunity to be a top-line guy. And, boy, he has really exceeded expectations. Mitchell is just having a fantastic year. Scored a big goal last night for you. He, he's been doing it all year. It's he's not just last night. tempo, too. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's, and he's, he has discovered grit and as his two-way play. And, um, you know, and I, I think he's, he's, uh, he's really been – um, he's, he's been a great piece on that line, but I'll have you talk to the kids and Let's I'll bring get them both on together. I kind of like to. I'll go grab for a big guy. There. All right, we'll okay. have them back here in a second. We promised them. Here they are. We have Mitchell Dockman and Adam Marshall joining us here on the uh, Paulie's podcast of the Overtime Podcast Network. And guys, first of all, uh, we'll start with you, Adam. Nice win last night. Looked like kind of a chirpy affair that you guys were dealing with there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always going to be always going to get a little chippy when we're playing rivals and section rivals like Holy Angels. I mean, we've seen them for the last four years, so obviously it's going to get a little chippy and chirpy throughout the game. It was pretty fun. Oh, I mean, from the stands, it was fun to watch. But you know, their goaltender played well. You had a, you both had some uh, points last night. You had a goal too as well. You had a goal, and what did you have? Two, two. I can't keep track. <laughs> two for Adam. But you know, uh, it looked like a fun game to be a part of, Mitchell. Yeah, it was fun, especially coming in. We knew they were going to be a better Holy Angels team because they were 14-2, and two, but I think we also knew we were the better team, so we just came in and handled business. You guys are playing awesome right now, um, and i got to just say to you, if I'm a, a next-level coach, Adam, your, your grit and your leadership and your physical play has really, I think, opened up your offensive game even more. Um, I've noticed a commitment to it. Can you talk a little bit about that part of your game that you've added this year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I knew going into this year, one of my biggest goals was, was just being a 200-foot player. Because over the last, earlier in my career, I think I was a little more offensive and tried to just put the puck in the net. But this year, I really tried to dedicate to keeping, playing a 200-foot game and, you know, just playing all around hockey, whether it's the chirps, the goals, or whatever. Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but hey. It's all part of it. You could play for me any day. I absolutely loved it. So, and then for you, I've watched you play. You know, I had a, you know, we do your JV games too. Not many teams we do that. A couple, which, but it's really nice because I can see guys evolve and develop. So you came in. You know, Adam, you were here as a ninth grader, so you see you're kind of going the full circle. You came in, played what did you dine in Bantams, and then uh, yeah. yeah, and then came over here, uh, worked the JV angle, and then played regularly last year, and here you are now. Um, can you talk about your journey into this year? And, 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 and I just think your tempo and pace, uh, you look like you belong and like you want to. Can you talk about your game and how you feel it's improved? Uh, well, obviously, I was a, I've grown a little since sophomore year. And over this past summer, I made it a commitment to try to get in the weight room and shoot pucks. And it's 
overall really helped me because I think being physically stronger it just helps you play at a faster pace and working on your shot and hands also just helps you create more time and space but allows you to get more points you guys played some really good teams at the start of the year you did well you know but I mean you, you didn't run the table but you're doing 11 in a row now but but it's easy to sometimes get hung up in wins and losses you don't win a championship with one game but I just think incrementally you guys have gotten so much better um how is it in the room and how is everybody feeling i mean we're obviously feeling good we've won 11 in a row and we know those games are in there we dropped the hermantown they scored with a minute left moorhead why is that both overtime games right there those are those are one puck bounce like one puck bounce to our side and we're scoring a goal games going the other way but i mean i think we got a good good vibe in the room right now we're feeling good about our record and trying to just close it out here through this year that why is that a game i was just dying for a goal could somebody you know it was it was so hard but i mean that's going to be something between them and edina there you know you come from my adam mitchell you come from edina you know those guys but that is a way that they play i mean they absolutely limit your scoring chances and can become really frustrating because you guys like to go uh how do you feel that's going to play out as a group how do I think? Like, I mean, how do you how do you feel you guys are going to approach those games and not get frustrated in a one-game playoff tilt with them? I think uh, just with all this preparation through these games, we're going to come in very prepared, especially if we were to face Wyzetta or yeah, Edina again. I think we're going to come up and physically try to just dominate them and then use our speed, and I think we're a very good transition team, so Probably. maybe try to pop one of those in early in one of those games. Is this your best team you've had here, Adam? Uh, I would say, yeah, this or sophomore year. They're both up there. Yeah. They, I knew both of them have a chance to win the tournament, so let's hopefully we can get it done this year. One game at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Final question for each of you. I mean, you, I don't, you don't seem to really be dying to get out there. This is like a, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, so practice, like practice is practice, right? Exactly. I was a goaltender and I hated it. There's nothing good about it. It just, it sucked. But anyway, so from your perspective as a Red Knight, Mitchell, how's it been from start to finish for you? Uh, it's been a great program. Um, obviously, when I was a sophomore, all the seniors were very nice to me and always would talk to me. And then just progressing, kind of doing the same to the underclass and then building relationships with them it's overall just a good community and obviously a good program no i hear the same thing from all you guys about when you get older about the younger kids that come in and you were a ninth grader mm-hmm. who were the seniors i can't remember when that you were... year it was jet johnson ian barr and uh, johnny vitelli oh my word there were three that's <laughs> yeah, right that's right three. so the the, the 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 leadership came from the juniors was that yeah. the cooper gay group yeah so that yeah those when I was a sophomore and those guys were seniors, that was when I really felt like this we're a part of a team, whatever, and they made it they made it special to include us all like always, always make sure whatever whatever's going on that they're there for us and they know that. How about you closing out? We've got another month, two months to go, uh, as a red knight. Uh, can you kinda just share how that's been for you from grade nine to today as a hockey player? Yeah, for sure. I mean it's been a it's been a great four years. I what I mean I don't really know what I would have thought. Like, coming in here senior year, I just want to enjoy it. Like, no matter what happens, whether we win or lose it, like, at the end of the day, I just want to enjoy, this, enjoy the year. Well, I guess the most important thing is, is all the guys that walked by here and were looking at you guys and kind of laughing, you know, on their way out. Um, you'll be with them forever. 
um, I'm seeing it with kids. I've been doing this for years, and even my my age, it's the same thing. I'm sure you know that from your dad and all the stuff they talk about. But in the end, it's about the relationships and what you did as a group. It's great to win it all, but it's really the process that matters the most. And and to watch you guys do it, it's it's really great to be a part of. So. Uh, I wish you, uh, Mitchell, the best of luck and keep grinding. Yeah, thank you. And you keep leading and putting the biscuit in the basket. I'll try to. Thank you. All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's Overtime Hockey Podcast. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.